Obviously, Doctor, you've never been a 13-year-old girl. I Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Hate Fiction. Today I'm here with a very special friend. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Esme. Uh, I don't have any, like, thing to say <laughs> I'm just here. I'll link your Twitter in the description. Uh, today we're here to talk about um, ASMR. Yeah. In case you didn't guess that from the weird the beautiful hand movements. Yeah, I tried whispering in the beginning, but it didn't work because it I, really have a, it really I, have, yeah, I have a terrible whisper voice. <laughs> like, it just sounds awful. It sounds something out of, like, a horror movie. Uh, but yeah, today we're here to talk about ASMR and um, what it means that everyone in our society is obsessed with it. Yeah. So what's what's your experience with ASMR? So as a cancer, I have <laughs> <laughs> my first line. Uh, I have chronic mommy issues. Yeah, fair so enough. So to me, I feel like uh, ASMR very much came to me at a time when I was dealing with that, and the whole fair soft-spoken enough. like woman thing was like, <laughs> which I clearly can't do. <laughs> yeah, you come from my replacement. Um, <laughs> there goes my there goes my ASMR. Yeah. And so I first came to it completely unironically. I used it to sleep a lot mm. um, and that kind of thing. And I've kind of like tried to move past this. I actually have to have like an intervention with myself where I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Oh, with yourself? I thought it was going to be like... No, no, no. Yeah, someone comes in. Too much ASMR. <laughs> you can't uh, be doing this anymore. It's like those FBI agent memes. You yeah, just like text yeah, you yeah. like, sorry, you can't, you can't be doing this anymore. It's you really have too much <laughs> You have to solve them. Um, and and since then i've always found i found it fascinating from the beginning even when i like looked at it ironically yeah. and um i've kept being really into it so do you have like a very do you have like a genre of asmr that you like the most it's got to be talking okay i need i hate the sounds to me are just like even like hand flattering or whatever. i mean I, I, as long as there's talking as well okay i need to be like soothed uh-huh. I need to be like given attention, <laughs> personal attention, one on one, uh, all of that like weird doctor shit. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like proper. Like, I'm. I'm a, do you I'm like a those like ear exams that they do? Yeah. I, well, I like what's the what's the one they always do? Cranial. <laughs> yeah, I love that. that There's wrong. so many of them. There's so many, and they have so many views. They want yeah. like millions of yeah. fucking views. It's crazy. ASMR is like a whole industry. It's massive. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have like, so you like smooth ASMR? You're not like a hard, loud no, no, ASMR I noise person. No, I like gentle and the voice and the like talking to you. I like questions because I like. <laughs> Go for it's it. Really it's a no judgment uh, show. So we're just, we're just yeah, surely the whole internet. And like, <laughs> yeah, um, I love my Twitter yeah. reply guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be judging you very hard, but it's um, okay. What was the question? <laughs> Whether you like um, hard ASMR or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, I need like, yeah, I need to be soothed. I need to be given attention. Mm-hmm. I need to be like, 
Yeah, talking to you. So like I watch the same ASMR over and over again. And so I have the answers to the questions when it's like a call and response <laughs> in my head that I'd like say to myself in my inner voice. And I'd like tune them. So this is so deranged. Yeah. I so like they were the exact amount of time in between. So it felt natural. <laughs> Wait, like, so you answer with like a pause after they well, ask. They, they were asked and they'll have like yeah. a little pause. This is usually a little bit unnatural, right? Because yeah. they don't really know. Um, although sometimes they obviously have like an idea of what yeah. the answer is. Um, and so I'll like answer the question in that pause and I'll like modulate it to fit the pause and fit the response over time. Okay. And so it becomes like ritualistic and like engaged. Yeah. Because I think to me it was like, because it's always about sleeping to me. I never did it any other time. It was like. <laughs> it just sounds like a drug addiction. Like I, I just do it to sleep. Like yeah. I don't do, I don't pop pills <laughs> I all the time. time I like. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it became like a way to like empty my head, I guess. Yeah. And like interacting with it was like a big thing that helped. Do you do you have like a favorite ASMR person? <sighs> Not really. Okay. I have like selected videos. I probably have a playlist somewhere. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> I must have a playlist. Um, because I like very specific things, so I never like liked someone. Also because of like the way that it's like an industry, and they're like da 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 putting so many out. Yeah. I, um, it's hard to like find someone you like unless you're like very into that person because they're doing all sorts of shit. True. Yeah. And I only like very specific things. Like when they're doing the whole, like, I, I don't know, it's just, I just, just don't like care. Like, tapping, like yeah, when you just, just tap on things yeah. for the entire video. I'm like, yeah. whatever, just talk to me. I'm lonely. <laughs> But I, th- I feel like that's exactly why ASMR is popular, yeah, though. Yeah. It's like, it's literally made for lonely people. Like, if you, like, live alone or you're just, like, alone a lot of the time, you're going to listen to it. Totally. It's, um... Because it's, like, human interaction. It's very pornographic. It's, like, mm-hmm. the same reason why people pay for OnlyFans, right? Totally. It's, like, totally. to, like, talk to a real person or, like, have, like, some sort of relationship, relationship, even if it's, like, paid for. And, I mean, the whisper thing is so, like, intimate, right? Like, how yeah. often do you hear someone actually whisper? I'm naturally too loud, so I can't even like be intimate and do anything and shout at um, Yeah, I mean, I think it, it very much, I think ASMR is fascinating, you know, I think it's a great thing to talk about because like it really speaks to a lot of things and like mm-hmm. a lot of levels, especially like the loneliness thing, right? It's a very vulnerable, um, strange thing to be so popular, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if there are many other times where that could be such a thing. No, definitely. And I think also the fact that I just like the framing of the shots that they use as well. Like the fact that they're facing the camera, Mm -hmm. like a very close up shot of their face. So it's like, it literally looks like you're talking to a person in real life, but it's like, there's like a, I don't know, like a screen between you, like Mm -hmm. a, like a glass. So you can't actually touch them, but you're talking to them. It feels very like COVID like, you know, like with all the restrictions and stuff, like masks and everything. Again, it's that like, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I use the word intimacy a couple of times, but of course that intimacy is very limited. Yeah. Again, you have to, you know, I have to think of the exact answer that fits into their space and their reaction to it. That's where how relationships are as well. Like, it's not like you can just say things you want to people, like you have to kind of think about it. Blocked in than a real relationship and much less dynamic. But ultimately, you are a consumer. Yeah, and you're their whim ultimately, right? They're still in control, uh, which is the appeal, right? To have someone take control from you. Yeah, I see. And be like, 
Here, let me hold you for a second. Like, it's very mommy-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and a lot of them are women. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the most popular ones are women, pretty I much. I don't think I've ever heard of a male one, to be honest. There's that one guy who does the really wacky ones, like capitalist ASMR. Have you seen this No, guy? I've seen one guy who does, like, Eminem and, like, random shit. Like, I think I posted about it once when you, like, replied. And I was just, like, too embarrassed to leave it on the timeline. I was like, I can't do this. But there's, like, one guy who does, like, Eminem and, like, random celebrities. I think there's another interesting thing about it right that that it's like embarrassing yeah it is so embarrassing like it kind of it's kind of like watching porn right like you don't want to admit to it because it's so like I don't know. Like, I feel like if you admit to it, it's kind of like admitting they have a real issue that you should probably deal with. If you're watching ASMR three times a day, you're really far (laughs) gone, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same thing as porn. It is very pornographic, too. And a lot of it is kind of sexual. Like, I love the ASMR women that are, like, out there with, like, their breasts completely exposed. (laughs) Like, petting a cat or something on their their lap. But even the ones that aren't explicitly sexual are kind of, like... Close enough. Yeah, they have an undertone. When do you whisper outside of that context? It's like pillow talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's very pillow talky. Yeah. Like you you either whisper to like your child. Yeah. Or like to. Also, like the fact that people also whisper when they're like telling someone a secret, right? Mm -hmm. Or like something that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be told to anyone else. Yeah. And ASMR is exactly what it is. Like it's a secret you don't want to reveal to anyone. Mm -hmm. Like if you listen to ASMR, there's something wrong with you. And, and I, I like I listen to it as well. Sometimes I try not to. Like it's one of those things that I like try not to do. The same as like I don't know, like rewatching movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about just constantly consuming the same type of media over and over again. Like those people who watch The Office like over yeah, and over. Yeah, and over like again. nonstop or like Friends or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like been, or like Harry Potter movies. Of like, course. Yeah, like just like constantly. It's like, oh, what do you want to do this weekend? I just want to watch all the Harry Potter movies all over again. I'm not gonna like out the person who this is, but you'll know who you are. I have one friend who spent <laughs> a whole summer watching for like the same kind of reasons X Men. Apocalypse. <laughs> the movie I watched with her, terrible. Um, but it's that kind of thing. It, again, it really spe- it, it really like fills a niche. It exists for like a pretty obvious reason. Like, yeah, you know, it's not surprising in a way that it's so popular. No, of course not. It is. It's just because we're all lonely and like mm-hmm. earning for some sort of connection, some sort of I don't know. Like a, like a safe zone. Yeah. Like a comfort zone. Yeah. And especially because the internet is such a like, I mean, obviously it's been tamed down since, you know, in the, the golden days, some might say. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very like wild and uncontrolled and unscented. I mean, everything is, right? It's very yeah. uncentered. There's no like home, right? Yeah. Like obviously there's, I think it's become more so by the fact that there's not like forums like they used to be, right? There is... Twitter, yeah. Instagram, everything is congregated into this one space. So you don't have these like separate little, yeah. I guess Discord is the kind of closest thing, but then that just erupts into like pedophilia or whatever. It always oh, seems I'm not on Discord. Thank yeah. I can't, I can't those, do it. Those communities always seem to like collapse violently, right? There's like lol cow or whatever yeah, that thing yeah. is called. It's just like so scary. Like I, um, like this one girl was posting on the TL about how like somebody was like talking shit about her on Lol Cow and I was like, Are they talking shit about me too? So I like searched up my name there and they were. Like oh what God. the fuck? That's when you know you made it. <laughs> when it's you next to Christian. <laughs> no, but it was like, it was like a random, well, they're all like anonymous, right? It was like sure. this random person talking about how it was like 
LARPing as being trad. And I was like, have I ever done that? <laughs> what about me seems so traditional? But um, yeah, I don't know. Those, the, that is weird. But Lil' Cow is also weird because it's just women, right? Like it's very like female centered. It's like female journalists <laughs> like didn't make it. So they just talk shit about everyone. I mean, understandable. Yeah, it must suck. But it's like, yeah, because like the, the safe zones are very much almost uh, antagonistic, right? It's like, I'm a defender of, you know, using example from the kind of people I'm the, I, I love Martin Scorsese or I love <laughs> that kind of like gay yeah. shit. But it's also like, um, it's defined by antagonism and like negativity. True. And, and even the like, oh, body positivity is very much defined by like an antagonism. That's true. Um, yeah. Both to people outside of that community and ultimately being honest to yourself because <laughs> let's build, moving on uh. no but it's true i mean body put like I'll, I'll just say it like body positivity and like everything associated with it just reminds me of like dinspo in the early 2010s mm-hmm. like all those like pro anna accounts yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. vibe it's like it's like you know they'll like post a message like i like just stuck with me like they post messages like Obviously, I'm not promoting disordered eating, but like, here's how you can lose a lot yeah. of weight in two days. And it's like the same vibe, right? It's like, well, I'm not promoting unhealthy body standards or like obesity, but like, here's how this, here's why being fat is okay. Like, it's it's just, or- no, it's not okay. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's like the same vibe as like pro Anna accounts had. I remember those, those like yeah. pro Anna forums for a bit. Yeah. That was a moment. It was definitely a moment, yeah. Those people were insane. And I feel like they all grew up to be like body positivity influencers. Because a lot of them, like, no, 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 but it's it's true. Like, well, they either I, ended up body positivity influencers, or in the case of someone I know, ended up killing themselves. So that's like the two values yeah, you've got. Like, literally, those are the two edges. You, you either die or you become what you hate it. Like, what was it? You either die or hear, or you see yourself become, become the villain. villain. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. Most like lizard, fucking bad cabs. <laughs> and like the you from 10 years ago just looks like you no but that's true like a lot of yeah like the internet's like a very unsafe space like, i mean people are so mean on the internet yeah people are so mean like to me all right the time <laughs> yeah like yeah. us right now you can't even like listen to a podcast with people insulting you for no reason yeah. um i'm sorry body positivity influencers if you're listening yeah <laughs> i'm really i i personally take back everything i said um no and so it makes sense right that there's something that's actually wholesome yeah and intimate and like gentle yeah because i feel like it always comes to my head this guy uh do you know david dobrik yeah like a, the, the like editing style is so like click yeah, like, yeah he was the guy who was aggressive like, he was like the guy who was like gifting everyone cars now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and like, there's something really nice about a still close frame that just holds. Like, there's not much like that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there isn't like, you know, you go to art cinema or whatever, you see like a Sai Ming Lang movie where it's just like, you know, someone looking at something off screen for like 20 minutes. Which is nice. Which is nice. I love that about movies. Like I love movies where nothing happens. They, yeah. just, they just like move like, when I was a kid and obviously I didn't have access to like, 
like I don't know, like art cinema or whatever. And like every movie I would watch that I would that I liked, I was always like, oh, this was a really nice movie, but I wish it was exactly that, but nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wish totally, it was just the totally. atmosphere of that movie, but I wish it didn't have to go to hell. Yeah. Because always, especially like movies like, I don't know, like erotic thrillers of like rich people living their lives and then everything like going to shit. I was always like, I just want to see them live. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want them destroyed. And especially now with like, you know, you see that, I don't know if you've seen these, like, Pixar 27 rules to write a story or some shit. No, thank God I have Whatever, it. it's dumb. But that kind of, like, writing that's so plot-centric and so materialistically, yeah. like, here's the beat, here's the beat, you know, the yeah. three extra, you know, all of that stuff. It's formulaic, like, it's like a formula. And it's so counter to, like, you know, to me, I think one of the most beautiful things about filmed stuff is the ability to watch something happen. You don't need to like sn- like snip it apart or cut through it. You can just simply watch something. Yeah. And I think ASMR on some level taps into that, right? Yeah, it does. They, they usually don't hard cut either. They like fade. So you don't even notice the cuts, right? Yeah, That's you don't point. at all. Especially when you're like sleeping, you're yeah. watching it before bed. It, just, I mean, it like, makes sense so much more so that. Yeah. It's that kind of like in and out feeling of, of sleepiness. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I like it when like... Um, like a lot of like very popular ASMR creators, I guess we'd call them. They like put ASMR ads in like the middle of their videos. It's like you're watching someone like tap on the keyboard for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then 30 minutes in, you'll have like an ad of someone like, I don't know, doing something else, but like in a smooth voice, they'll yeah. advertise you like a mattress or something. <laughs> and then it will then it will fade out and again, and someone faded like tapping on the and keyboard. Like when you're watching that in that state, it almost doesn't feel like anything's happened. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's good for advertising. I don't know yeah, how it's... well like, you know, click rates or like buy rates are food. I mean, it's hard to even know, yeah. even if you have like access to that data, what that means. But like, it does feel like there's something quite strange, quite worrying about that to be in like a half sleepy state and be like, yeah. Check, out, check out this mattress. It's yeah. always like mattresses yeah, 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 and stuff yeah, yeah, relating yeah. to sleep. I can't think of the name of the companies now, but there's like, yeah. you know, this like it's like the same mattress company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it kind of does make me want to buy a mattress. I hope like, um, the uh, Parkland guy's mattresses. <laughs> He's not doing that anymore. He like, gave he up. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so sad. He I said that, that it was too hard for him. Oh, like, he had too many commitments to his activism. That's true. Yeah. Studies at Harvard. Yeah. You know, he goes to Harvard for whatever fucking reason because he um school shooting scholarship well he wasn't fucking there like he wasn't in the school when it happened it's not like a known fact yeah he was just like at home yeah wait i'll pour you a drink this is asmr it's probably very unpleasant to listen to but doesn't matter i still have rose there Um, we're making a cocktail that consists of two ingredients <laughs> and we're drinking out of regular glasses because I don't have wine glasses or champagne glasses or any sort of fancy glasses. Anything. Any, I have straws though. I have metal straws. Um, you should have got plastic straws to really cut it. Right? <laughs> like, ah. You can't find them anywhere anymore. I know. It's really sad. It's really sad. I always think about it. It's like, you know, what are our children going to use in the future for like Coke and stuff? If like straws are banned, like paper money is not going to be a thing anymore. <laughs> you have to drink it from the cup. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's yeah. not how it's supposed to be. Like what's that little hole in the tab thing you pull open on the can of floor? What? You know, the... <laughs> Explain it. You know, when you pull open a can, yeah. that little tab thing, yeah. where you turn it around, you put the straw through the hole. Yeah. 
I've never done that, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what they were for. <laughs> no, 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 those are what they're for, but it's like, I don't know. I saw that on the internet a couple of years ago. That hole is specifically made for a straw. And yeah. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I've never done that. And then I was like, I should do that. And I haven't done that. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. You might as well not bother. Paper straws are so awful. They suck. They, they like literally disintegrate while you drink out of it. to be like a boomer, but literally they're the worst thing. They suck. You might as well just like carry around a metal straw. Yeah. Like honestly, like when I go to Starbucks, I want a straw. Like it's so sad. <laughs> Anyway, I'm ASMR. ASMR. Um, I also love about ASMR that this like almost sci-fi jargon, like fake term, was it stuff for autonomous sensory meridian response? I know this. What is that? That's what ASMR stands for. Really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. It's no. Like a fake scientific term for like tingling. Oh my god. Yeah, and I love that it's become like a thing. Cool. And it's just some nonsense. I think from what I understand, it's like nonsense words just like chucked. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, it's like, it's, you know, trust in science. Yeah, yeah, science. <laughs> this is what it's all about. No, I didn't know that. I thought ASMR was just like a random word. Yeah, <laughs> I just like came up with for whatever reason. Educational. Yeah, very educational. Um, the, but the thing about it, like tingling, I never got that. Like, like do, does it act? Okay, once. Okay. The first time I ever listened to ASMR, and it was a tappy one. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like on a handbag or something. Interesting. Okay, uh, fancy. I got it that one time, and then I never recaptured it, but that was my in. Is it like the, is it like an orgasm? Like, is, is that the... It's like, um, when... I don't know how sensitive you are. I'm very sensitive. So someone like runs their finger up the back of my neck. Oh yeah. I feel like the hair stand up and feels like white. Or like when someone's playing with your hair really softly. Oh, I hate when people touch my hair. Okay, well. Yeah, I'm very sensitive. So that's I why I hate once, it. And that was how I got in. That was how I like started listening to taking it. Seriously. I don't remember why I listened to it the first time. Um, hmm. But then after that, I kind of went in more. Um, Never, never tingled again. Maybe a general like soft atmospheric smoothness, but never that exact response. Yeah, I've never gotten that, but I always wondered if that's like a real thing or it's just like one of those like. I mean, I could be like movements. insane, like yeah, <laughs> no, but a very I think... real possibility. But I was just like, wow. <laughs> no, but it must be real. I mean, people talk about it all the time. Yeah, it's in the name. It is the name. It is the name. Yeah, no, but um, I got into a smart. Oh. I don't want to say got into ASMR because I don't really listen to it. I mean, I try not to listen to it, but sometimes it just like appears on my like suggestive videos on YouTube. I walk in and you're like, I'm not, I swear. <laughs> I swear Look, I'm not listening to it. research for my podcast. <laughs> Actually, it's porn. It's not <laughs> ASMR, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Anything but that. No, but. Um, I mean, there's ASMR porn now. There is. If you go on Pornhub and type in ASMR, you get like a million responses. Okay. Interesting. I know this is so sad. Um, yeah, no, I got into it or like I started, I listened to it for the first time because I'm really into like ambient noises. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I think it's kind of like a subcategory of ASMR, but it's not really because yeah. it's more like connected to like, I don't know, like, like soundtracks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I used to listen to like library ambient noises when I was in high school to like help me study and stuff. And then I like gradually also got into like rain sounds and like forest sounds and like whatever, all of that. And then eventually ASMR. So again, but I don't really listen to it. It's just like, 
It's just like on my mind a lot. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You have to try not to listen to it. I try not to listen yeah, to it a lot. It's interesting. Um, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but just like the thought of um, listening to it to study. I've never. I hate. I always hate. Um, you know, chill, relax, beast to slutty slash whatever to. I need to study or to focus. I need something that's like driving, that's like loud, that's like bursting into my brain that forces <laughs> me to think. So what do you listen to? I listen to like, I don't know, like usually live music. Okay, when People cool. are shouting. I like a lot of the Bob Dylan lives where he's like howling, <laughs> sounding like a lunatic. I love that shit. It always does, yeah. Um, that's my study stuff. I don't know. I've never been able to get into ASMR or anything of that like category to study to or to like work to. Interesting. Not my, not how my head works. I don't know. I listen to techno when I write. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, that helps absolutely. a lot. But when it's like when I need to like observe, up, uh, absorb information. That's when I'll listen to like something calm. Also, I feel like, I don't know, like I used to go to like cafes and like libraries and stuff to study. And then at some point I just had so much studying to do. I just didn't have the time to actually <laughs> go anywhere. And like, um, that was like in high school. So like, I would just sit at home, like I would just wake up. Like when I was studying for exams, um, like high school, end of high school exams, I would literally wake up at like six in the morning, study until two listen to like library sounds the whole time and take a break, go like walk around the forest, smoke cigarettes by myself, come back and study for like four more hours because it was literally insane. And like, I don't know, like library sounds helped a lot, but um, yeah. And then gradually that little, it's like a, what do they call it? Like a getaway drug? Yeah, gateway like, drug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's exactly what it was. It's kind of like, slowly just turned into that but i listen to like movie soundtracks a lot as well mm-hmm. when i study and i like listening to fashion shows like i don't watch them but i'll put them on in the background while i do other stuff yeah you mentioned this before to me personally i think that's so interesting i've never like to me the visual stuff is never something i use when i'm trying to relax i don't know why mm. except for when i'm trying to sleep with asmr specifically when i'm doing other stuff yeah and a visual stimulation is a lot yeah, it is a lot. And maybe I'm used to getting so much of it right because, I mean... Yeah, we all are. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's great. Like, you're constantly in front of a screen. It's cliche and as like, that sounds. Um, you know, the way that, like, stories, Instagram stories, and obviously all the various fucking <laughs> shit. <that's, laughs> I mean, it started with Snapchat. Instagram stole it. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram was the um, OG. Instagram, I feel like that's really taken off now. Everyone does Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, and that's a real, like aggressive form of True. like visual inter- rather than just passively looking at like text it's active video i don't know to me something about that is even harsher and more like consuming than you know previous forms of like content we get zapped into us at all times it's true content is everywhere like you can't escape it which is funny and now like to relax you consume content as well it's just like content content it's like yeah you're constantly so stimulated because you know you think about like uh, I mean, movies and theater are the best examples. Or music, even, for a long time. Yeah. You'd have to go to it, right? Yeah. You'd have to take a step outside of your life. And I think what defines content, maybe, is the fact that it enters into your life and uh, its background rather good. than, like, something you actively engage with, you know? Like, you yeah. can watch uh, a four-hour, like, YouTube video of people talking about, like, nonsense garbage. Yeah. Um, in the background, and it's this new form of, like, 
I think ASMR plays into this is something I wanted to say actually. Uh, and the fact that we like, I think generally and me personally struggle to have quiet now. Yeah. We need content to like constantly soften like the edges of things, even like this, even like podcasts, right? Yeah. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. Me too, yeah. When I'm doing like anything almost. I listen to podcasts in a shower yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, I need to turn it up. And yeah. I've literally like at points listened to a podcast that's mixed low. So I get the fucking, my like little speaker. <laughs> so I can hear it in the shower with the water. Like that's the level of like, I can't be in silence anymore. Yeah. And so yes, too. ASMR is soothing and quiet, but also it is, it is noise. It is engagement. Yeah. That, like we seem to constantly need well, yeah. and it's perfect for that right because it's long and it's like not event non-eventive and it's like um ambient it's like yeah, yeah it's like a background noise literally but it's a little bit more i think yeah i mean it's like a background noise that also like pays personal attention to you if yeah that makes sense. which is so weird yeah it's kind of like i don't know it's kind of having like it's kind of like having like an overbearing mother that like constantly <laughs> talks to you while which you're just sense, like right? yeah yeah well you're just like sitting there and she's just like talking to you non-stop and you're like yeah yeah mom but she's just like in the background yeah and when she's not there you can't function i mean i think there's a lot of you know there's a lot to say about like mother pathology at large right yeah. now and i think it's very much just like a part of that this need for this maternal voice to like constantly be there right you yeah. can't like you know leave your mother behind and go and live your you still need some kind of like maternal force to like hold you and, and keep you in like comfort stasis no, that's true. I think it's because also people lack guidance nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know, whenever when I, whenever anyone talks about mummy issues, I always think about the elementary particles mm-hmm. and that horrible mother in it that just like abandons the kids yeah. and goes lives at like a hippie commune or whatever. Sure. That, that's a lot of, that's a lot of parents right now. That's a lot of mothers. Or right instead now. of, you know, going to a hippie commune, becoming a girl boss CEO or whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, but like um, an immigrant nanny raises sure, you, yeah. <laughs> like an underpaid immigrant nanny. It's so fucking. Or, or like a European, the European equivalent, an au pair, right? Yeah, it's just sad. So sad. That's exactly what it is, and so like people are really in need of parental figures that are not there for them. Mm-hmm. So instead, they like. I don't know, pay fucking OnlyFans girls to like, yeah. like spank them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. not even, not even in real life, right? Like the, the, even, even like sexual stuff nowadays, even like stuff that's genuinely pornographic is remote. Yeah. So it's like you, in a way that really stimulates, that should really stimulate everyone's imagination. Cause you have to like imagine the pain that you're feeling while someone like, I don't know, spanks the camera <laughs> in different, like in a, in a different continent or yeah. whatever. Like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just sad. All of it is just really sad. But that's, and that's like the best option for most people, right? Is to have a simulated, totally fake, you know, Zoom call. I mean, Zoom has become so perfect because it's such a like, um, it's an extension of all this stuff in the most like literal and yeah. like unambiguous form where like the facileness of all these connections become so obvious, right? Like... <laughs> Um, you can't have a, like a nice conversation with someone over Zoom. It's actually not possible to make a connection over Zoom. It's such a bizarre medium. 
Yeah. No, it is. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, pre- I prefer Skype because I'm Estonian and I have to, um, I have to constantly promote it. That That's just like when you give me citizenship, they just yeah, tell you yeah, to do yeah. it. Like I have to constantly I mention Skype. The, uh, the Skype ring music in my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's always there for me as yeah. well. It just plays yeah, in the background. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like ASMR as yeah. well. It's just there. Um, but like, yeah, so I like have to constantly promote Skype. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Zoom is like that as well. It's just, you can't really, but I mean, it's good for, talking to people that you already know yes like obviously it's to an extent yeah to an extent i mean it's like when you live in a a country and then your parents like i don't live in a different country which is my case and like you don't really like you can't really fly there all the time especially now during covid like it's pretty much impossible when you have to do like seven quarantines or whatever so it's like you're gonna skype people it's unavoidable but it's just sort of like zoom people is that a verb is that what people say yeah zoom people yeah you're gonna zoom people (laughs) it sounds so it sounds so stupid do you Um, remember when zoom started again no, no, I and, don't and know. everyone's like, oh, yeah, Zoom? And they acted like it was always a thing. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this fucking thing in my entire life. Yeah, like you just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's like, do you want to Zoom me? And, and I was what just like, fuck is talking about? the fuck is Zoom? Talk like a normal person. Ask me about Skype. <laughs> No, absolutely. It's like Facebook chat. Like, I, 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 I used to do that a lot with like friends and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you can't really connect with people through that. Even if you really want to. I feel like in a way, like DMs or like messages are almost more intimate yeah. than Zoom calls. Yeah. Because at least then it's like, I don't know, it kind of resembles like the old fashioned text or like the old fashioned letter or letter, email. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like you're, at least you're like expressing your words through whatever, like in written form. Well, as with Zoom, it's like you can't really like, yeah, you can see the person's face and you can kind of guess what they mean by their expression, but it's not like you see them in real life. And like, yeah, I mean, there's such a difference between an energy someone gives off on camera and the energy someone gives off in person, right? Yeah. And and it's like a weird imitation of that, whereas I think DMing and like texting is something that like, like words implicitly understand that they are separate from like real life yeah, and that's obviously a very developed idea you know because of letters and all of that stuff yeah and so it's a, it's a different thing sure like you know if, if you write someone a million times and then meet them it can be a really different thing True. but i think it's something that has that in mind that that's implicit in like the form in a way that zoom has this assumed familiarity this assumed intimacy yeah but it's just so like viscerally not there in person true yeah no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you expect, like, if you DM someone or, like, you text someone or you, like, email with someone, you expect them to be different in real life. Mm-hmm. Well, with you, when you Zoom someone and then you meet them in real life, that can be a vastly different experience and you yeah. don't expect that because you assume that it's, like, the same as, like, calling a person. I mean, it's like a materialist understanding of people, right? It's like a person is an image on screen and words and audio, right? Whereas, yeah. like, in person, there's such a, like, essence and, like, you know, to use a really stupid... <laughs> white woman term you know like an aura a feng shui but that's a vibe yeah but this thing is real right and that's really hot it's like it's amazing how much of that disappears through a screen it's really fascinating no it's true absolutely you said something to me when we met when we met last time 
that like you said something about like seeing a photo of me and then seeing my face yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what did you what did um, you mean by that because so, i was thinking about that i was like i like said yeah last time but i didn't um, <laughs> i didn't really get well, it it's interesting because like you look at a photo of someone and you you have like you imagine what they look like but then in person i mean this is i'm describing this in a very literal sense but there's like 360 degrees of face yeah right? <laughs> and like the movement and the, like all of the details of it and you realize and to me with you because i'd seen this picture of you this one picture <laughs> like, yeah that i stare at all the time yeah. it just kills me inside every single day that i have to look at it and it's like then you see i see you in person and i see all the like infinite details that aren't captured in a picture and it just reminds me of how like facile an image is yeah and obviously zoom is a little bit further than that yeah no definitely but it's also not because again a photograph is that has history right that's a pose that's a everyone understands that like you know one of the whole things i don't get about to go back to bozzy positivity like oh they're photoshopped in the magazines like yeah of course they are of yeah. course actresses are lit to look more beautiful of course why wouldn't you want to do that but that's the thing that's the that's the i can't talk that's the thing with body positivity though it's not that like a lot of a lot of women that do the whole body positivity thing they're not even necessarily fat or ugly it's just like literally they take photos and of course sometimes yeah sometimes they are sometimes they really are um, but like a, even like a lot of the really really fat ones are not ugly. They're really beautiful. Oh, Actually, yeah. they have and really they usually have really perfect faces. faces. The fat yeah, goes to their yeah, faces. it's like yeah, perfect yeah. cheekbones yeah. or whatever. And then it's like you see the body, and you're like, oh, whoa. Oh, oh. <laughs> like whoa, okay. Um, but like a lot of them are also like kind of like I don't know, like normal looking, like just like yeah. pretty, and like they would look really good in like good lighting and whatever. But then they deliberately take the worst photos mm-hmm. of themselves and like the harshest lighting you can possibly imagine to like make their like whatever stretch marks fat all of that stand out and like they do it in the worst poses as well it's like you know those like two photos like side by side yeah it's like one of them this is this is what i look like in in the good lighting this is what i look like in real life and it's like no you don't and one of the like deluded things about it i think you're hitting at is that it's this sense of like this is real. This is what I really look like. As if every photo isn't a pose of a sort. Yeah. You have to take in with a photograph. And photographs are such a small, tiny fraction. Like I talk about with the face or the person. Yeah. It's such a teeny fraction that it can't but be constructed. Yeah, you no, know? absolutely. Even if they're not so transparently going, I'm going to make myself look. I'm going to show my stretch marks. I'm going to do this. Even if we take that obvious transparent construction out of the way, um, Subconsciously, a photograph is a construction, and yeah. to post it is a construction. All of these steps are like false, and there's a sense of like I don't know. The sense you can break through to like what the medium is, and yeah. go, no, this is something real, man. This is, this is what a real person looks like, and it's like it's not though. A real person isn't a photograph ultimately. Yeah, every photograph is a, is a is a you know an artistic statement of sorts. You know? Yeah, these images all have like implicit meanings they're trying to convey no not just like oh i've just snapped a random picture of reality that's not what's happened no absolutely not and the camera like distorts just by definition yeah like sometimes and some people that that's the whole thing about being photogenic right like some people look better in photographs Mm -hmm. than they do in real life yeah and then it's a true for a lot of other people and there's a difference between like a selfie and a photograph someone takes of you like there's so many different things that you can do with a camera because it's just a medium like it's not like it's not it's not real life it's not reality like you can't even even in videos the same thing with like zoom and like all of those like 
I don't know, like YouTube and like the, the, even the ASMR format, like it's a very, like medium is the message, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the, the message that you're putting out there in the world is defined by the medium that you use. Mm-hmm. So like with, whether it's, you take a really terrible photo of yourself, you're doing that deliberately. Like of that's course. not how you look like in of real course. life. Like to be honest, like, yeah, like a lot of girls have like stretch marks and all of that, but like you don't notice that in real life. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like I've never been at like the beach or whatever. And I look at someone's, someone in a bikini and I'm like, oh my gosh, she has such terrible stress. Like, does anyone do that? Well, I mean, because ultimately a lot of this stuff is people dealing with their own um, insecurities, right? Yeah. It's not really about like, I mean, you know, the, you can see very extreme examples of this where people are like, I'm so proud to be fat. I love being fat. Being fat is cool. I love fat. And, you know, and it's like- Fucking Lena Dunham. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we get it. We get it. You, you yeah. don't like being fat. I understand. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is that, is that like um, people put too much importance on their own image. They think that like everyone is so invested in it. Whereas really, we're just going to make like a half flippant comment and go, wow, she's ugly. And then move on with all like, yeah. no one really cares. No, absolutely. And to be honest, like, I don't think I've ever called anyone ugly in my life. Like, I, I'm not just saying that to like, you know, make myself look like a good person, but like, I've never been like the only, the only, I've thought that to myself, obviously, like sometimes you just can't help but do that. But then also sometimes you see someone, they kind of look ugly, like when you first meet them, but then the more you talk to them, the more you see them in like different lightings and whatever, yeah. you like start to believe that they're beautiful mm-hmm. in like their own way. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's like terrible and like, I don't know, cliche as that sounds, but that that's true. And you can't do that with a photograph. No. It's so, it's so small, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think some of this is like residual of, of what photographs used to be, right? Because you think about what photographs were, uh, you know, earlier, like last century or whatever. It was like saying you get taken on a special occasion. You'd have to go to a photographer. It's all It's like a thing. portrait, yeah. And it's like a very powerful, specific thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now photographs are, I mean, there's so many photographs out there yeah. being taken all the time, being posted everywhere all the time. They don't have that same like weight that I think people feel they have. They yeah. don't have that same power. I mean, it's such a, it's maybe the least powerful medium, right? Because it's so absolutely, overflowing, yeah. you know? No, absolutely. And it's like, you know, that Suzanne um, Zontag essay like on, or like a book, like when she, where she talks about like the importance of photography mm-hmm. and like the effect that like those war photographs or like, and like Holocaust photographs had on her. Uh-huh. And it's just you, like in the context that she was writing that in, like like mid 20th century, mm-hmm. like a kid that grew up during, during the war, et cetera, et cetera. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But now, even when you see like, when you see images of like terrible terrorist attacks or like, wars or like whatever it's just it's just well, another like cliche of, ones like the vietnam kids or yeah like the, kid with the eagle about to eat it yeah or it's just like they mean nothing yeah because also immediately like the first thing you think is that is that real like has it been photoshopped yeah. and then okay you're like no it, no one photoshopped that like that's real but like it's just another image mm-hmm. and it's just part of content. Like it's, it's just part, part of the miasma of content. Right? Yeah. It's just out there and you just encounter that and you move on, which I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the way is to make a photograph, like punctuate it um, in a way that like would speak to people anymore. I don't know if even putting a photograph in a gallery has that effect. I think no. it's such a tainted medium. Absolutely. The only like the last time of photographs 
a photograph or like photographs in general had infected me was when I went to see the Nan Golden um, exhibition at Tate Modern mm-hmm. and she had like um, like a slideshow of with music and stuff that she made herself and it went on for like 50 minutes and it was like a little room it's kind of like going to the movie theater like that had infected me but, but then, even that's filled with so many qualifiers to the image, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, it's video and stuff. Like, it was just very engaging. And, like, the fact that you were stuck in that room mm-hmm. made an effect as well. But when you went out of that room and you just looked at the photographs on the wall, that didn't have the same impact yeah. at all. Even though it was, it was, it were the same photographs. Yeah. You know, it was literally the same thing. But it was just, the, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, photographs in general as a medium don't really have that much of an effect anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Yeah, it's recording. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you just like rub your fingers together, I guess. It's working. I feel like it's only your fingers for making any sounds at all. <laughs> Whatever. We're rolling with that. Um, do you think ASMR is exploitative in the same way that porn is? I mean, obviously people are always like, oh, porn is exploitative because like, you know, it makes women and men do terrible things, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's also exploitative in like an emotional sense. Do you think ASMR has plenty of that? Um, yes. On a lot of, well, I think it's interesting to compare it to porn. Um, firstly, from the like creative perspective, also there's a lot of people who are like, porn is exploitative of the women who are doing it. Yeah. And I think it speaks to the kind of new way that exploitativeness in this works, where it's consensual exploitativeness, right? Yeah. You agree to let your image be taken out and... Um, Virtually raped. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, totally. Um, so on that level, I think it's it's a fascinating like look into people who, um, you know, how now that works, that it's not mm-hmm. just like some guy, you know, some, you know, whatever big, I don't know, potentially Jewish man comes up to you <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, you got to join the business. This is how you do it, lady. You know, show, you know, show off whatever. Yeah. Um, but now uh, that's that's personal and, and contract and almost contractual with yourself. Yeah. Um, but but in terms of other people, I mean, certainly, right. It's it's a it's a real pacifier. Um, and I mean, I guess you could use it in both senses. Yeah. <laughs> that it makes people, um, you know, that there's something worrying. And, and I think it's more obvious than something like Harry Potter or whatever, where it's like, he's just like Voldemort or I'm just like Gryffindor, you know, whatever, <laughs> okay. whatever. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's like, um, it's a way to like keep things the same by like painting this really broad narrative over it, you know? Um, where things become comfortable and they become compartmentalized. And this is a very different version of that, of course. Yeah. ASMR is not like explicitly ideological in the way that like... Porn is, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it has a lot of that same effect of like calming you. And like, it's ultimately a like conformist thing. I think it's part of that whole... um, what was it called self-care thing oh god yeah that means like you know consuming as much as like take the parts that capitalism pulls out of you and and the problems well they're really for you to sort out right just have a bubble bath (laughs) take a bunch of meds yeah take take (laughs) take antidepressants you know i think it's very much in that uh lineage of things but i think for me the connection between porn and asmr stands out a lot in the sense that 
it's the same sort of feeling that you get after the feeling of like guilt and Mm -hmm. shame and it's Mm -hmm. like oh i can't believe i just did that i can't believe i just watched that you know but luckily asmr often ends with sleep yeah so that guilt is like subsumed into the but then you wake up the next morning and you're like why would i do that like i don't it's the same as like doing drugs you know like the day after you're like why would i do that yeah an asmr hangover yeah like an asmr hangover yeah no it really is because then you 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 think about it i don't know whether the shame comes from like the um, the discourse around it where people fucking hate that word but like you know what i mean like the conversation around it that's all about oh like asmr it's like blah 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 and people like kind of like joke about it a lot or whether it's actually because the format itself is kind of shameful i don't know i think it is like porn i think there's something just like implicit in it well i think it's very primal right like porn it speaks to very like base human instincts so i don't think it's so like constructed i think it is just in the thing itself I think it's because you're substituting intimacy, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. instead of actually becoming intimate enough with a, another person mm-hmm. would, like, whisper to you to fall asleep, yeah. like, you would in, a, like, a good relationship, I guess. Sure. Like, if you're, like, mentally ill, so your partner, like, wants to whisper, <laughs> whisper you to sleep. I mean, we've all been there. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, but, like, it's the same thing where you're substituting something that you can't get in real life with a product. Yeah with a product that's literally filled with like advertising, sure. like product placements and like, just, you know, like, yeah, you may, you may not be explicitly paying the person, but you're also not like, no, do people actually pay for porn? No, they don't, you know, no, they, pay, they pay for OnlyFans. Sure. But like, they don't like no one, does anyone have a Pornhub premium subscription? Is that a thing? <laughs> does anyone have that? Like I'm genuinely curious. Like I'm always like, does anyone actually pay for that? A lot of people pay for, pay for OnlyFans. A lot of people pay for Patreon for ASMR. ASMR artists. Really? Yeah. There is Patreon for yeah. ASMR. Oh God. I mean, it's Patreon for everyone. Now, right? Yeah, it's that's like, true. I mean, it's a given. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. You, you, you. <laughs> Let's compare how this, this podcast relates to porn. <laughs> I think podcasts can be very pornographic as well. Of course, of course. I think Red Scare is very pornographic. Oh, obviously. <laughs> like Dasha's voice. So. Exactly. Dasha is, is a... A very ASMR voice. Yeah. Especially in the intros when she's not quite like gotten up her energy yet. Yeah. So it's very like dry and drolly, you know? Yeah. I think I'm too high energy to be up. <laughs> I mean, we've seen, I, you know, you don't want to see the like extended cut of this podcast, which is just you like horrifically whispering. <laughs> yeah, just, just like a whole One of the least intimate experiences of my life, I think. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna illustrate how that sounds like again because that was terrible. The poor future child. If I ever have one, just be whispered to sleep with that. So that that's how people grow up to be sociopaths. Yeah, like when your yeah, mom doesn't have a like good Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, it's when the mom doesn't have a good whispering voice and she like sings a lullaby to you, and it just sounds like I don't know. It's like a like a murder victim three seconds away from dying. But I, I, yeah, I have a terrible well, voice. One of the things that. I wanted to go into is how um, ASMR relates to the idea of content more broadly, how uh-huh. it fits into that, how in some way it's part of that soup, in some way it's not. This is a very rough idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just like riffing and thinking. Go for it. But that's just something I'm thinking about, how it relates to that stuff. Because again, it, it's all out there, mm-hmm. it's all free. And it's so intense in a lot of ways. I think it's interesting that um, 
that the content pool can like expand to that edges you know yeah it's becoming so consuming that even something as like intimate as, as asmr can often be is is it's just pulled within it you know and it has the same ads for like the same mattresses <laughs> for like yeah kind of crunchy well, i've seen lots of crunchy row ads the fucking mm-hmm. anime thing like yeah. what is that about yeah no that's true i mean it's like content it's such an i don't know it's like a virus like it spreads to every fucking thing in your life and like i don't know books became content like fiction became content like fucking movies became like everything is part of this overarching thing that content is i mean luckily for me personally i don't have that relation to books because i can't read on a screen very well yeah me neither so i need to separate it and take it out and that still has some like sanctity but like no other medium gets. That's true. I mean, I I mean, clearly there's like a pile yeah, of books there <laughs> that we keep on looking over. This powerful, um, unorganized pile of books. <laughs> it's just like there in our nice little uh, living room. But yeah, it's I can't read on a screen either. Like I have to buy a physical copy yeah. of a book to enjoy it, and I read a lot. And it's just like there's something there's something very like tactile yeah. about touching a page mm-hmm. like paper. <laughs> that separates it from all the rest of content, which I think movies, now that movie theaters are closed, yeah. don't really get. And I find it increasingly hard to focus on movies mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, I just have to switch to another, like another, you know, open tab on yeah. my computer to watch a movie. Or you like, I have your phone. Right? Or like, yeah. you can do as the movie is playing. Yeah. Whereas books are like an active, engaging yeah you know you have to actually read that's an active process in the way that watching is passive right yeah and now that there's no separate like we don't even like i don't have a tv you know mm-hmm. like the only way i can watch movies here now that movie theaters are closed that you can't really go anywhere to watch it is literally on a screen yeah. like in my room by yeah. myself basically and it's like it's the same experience as like watching asmr videos or watching youtube videos I mean, you're watching it on the same literal screen yeah, in the same yeah. literal place yeah right? and all the tabs are open as you said like yeah like 30 tabs open all the time it's like i used to like yeah one of the one one of the, one of the taps is just open on a movie and I'm just watching it but then you know I have my phone next to me yeah and I can I can pause the movie at any point so of course I'm going to pick up my phone and look at Twitter three times of during course. the movie because it's just there they're talking it's boring yeah <laughs> yeah even though like I enjoy boring parts of movies but it's just like you can't and unless the movie is like something I 100% like that it snaps me out of my life mm-hmm. for a minute like I was watching Pulse the other day mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's a great one. Yeah, but. yeah, it like really snapped me out. I was like, okay. Also, maybe a movie that's like enhanced by watching on a digital screen. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, absolutely. And I was watching that and I was like, wow, that, that's really good. Like, that snapped me out for a second. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't feel like myself for a second mm-hmm. there. But, like, for the most part, and you're going to watch things that you don't necessarily want to watch. I don't know if it makes any sense. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just have to watch a movie because it's like, I don't know, it's a famous movie. Yeah. You know? And you just have to you like, have get it through. Yeah, yeah, you have to get it through. And you're not necessarily 100% engaged with it because yeah. you're not going to be engaged with everything that's, like, well-known or famous or good, even. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a very passive experience. And there is value to get out of, and we're using movies specifically because I think it's a very easy medium that's melded into content because it's, like... Yeah. Made of the same pieces, right? Ultimately. Yeah, because um, also, like, cinema became so deconstructed by the end of the 20th century yeah. that really there was no difference between, like, you know, 
like YouTube videos and movies course, at the end of the yeah. day. Um, and, and sorry, no, it's fine. <laughs> I lost my train. I'll find it eventually. I'm also quite drunk. So that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> I am. I am too. Yeah. I'm very yeah. tipsy, but like in a good way. Like yeah. I feel very, um, feel loose. Yeah. It's like very, very embodied. Um, okay. Let me try and think. So movies yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> or we can just leave it in, or whatever. Whatever. Whatever, who cares? Um, I'll just take another sip and now. You, you can just look at Twitter while we're trying to, yeah. try to remember yeah. what it is that we're Or put a movie on, why Yeah, not? put a movie on, listen to us while you watch it. This is actually a commentary track to, uh, to pause. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good though. I enjoyed Great. that so much. Um, like really, I don't know. It's like... I haven't had such a good feeling from a movie since I watched Sleepwalker and then how sleep God Light Sleeper in like um like a couple of months ago that it like made such an impression on me. I remembered what I was gonna say. Yeah, go for uh, it. I think like in movies there is value to be got and, and in all art, just movies are an obvious example yeah. in this context. There's value to be got from stuff that isn't like so consuming and so right now, right? There's like you can deal with being a bit bored. There's value in that. It's much harder to find in this like ecosystem of content and and in watching it on a screen rather than going to a theater, right? Yeah. And it's so much harder. You become again like part of this whole I guess neoliberal project. Um, <laughs> the N word. <laughs> um, is is about being atomized from your like. Um, from being atomized and taking out and becoming a little enclosed section that's not related to the whole. Yeah. And I feel like this is very much like playing into that even more so that you can't interact with almost a certain era. Like it's hard to watch a silent movie on your computer. It just is. Yeah. You're not used to like having to read the intertitles. <laughs> yeah. And the pace is a little bit slower. They haven't learned how to like cut through things, you know? And like that stuff is almost being like pushed further away by these like by the constraints of the medium. Again, the medium is the message, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess film is a medium, but it's also filtered through the medium of content now. Yeah, no, absolutely. It became part of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, as, as I was saying before, that, that film became so deconstructed at some point. And then when YouTube came in with like short videos and short mm-hmm. movies and whatever, and all those like creators like Sean, Sean Dawson or whatever, sure. that were like trying to be filmmakers. You know, cl- fitting in the movie tradition yeah. of putting on blackface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And um, making um, um, like all that kind of thing. But it's just like, I don't know. There's just, yeah, there's no real difference between content and movies anymore, mm-hmm. especially modern movies, which is illustrated by everything or whatever is happening with Netflix. Sure. And all of those like <laughs> I mean, does anyone watch them? Does anyone watch I have those no idea. awful like whatever? Like I don't even want to call them films because I don't know what they are. Well I think it's interesting actually. Um <laughs> we've talked almost not about ASMR at all, but that's okay. That's um, fine. We're just we're just gonna do the hand movement. Um the way there's these like certain brand of like YouTubers, often they come from Vine, who talk about like bad movies. Like they talk about the kissing booth and everyone seems to be watching them at this like um, level of distance and irony. Like, oh, I'm, I'm better than this. <laughs> but they still watch them, you know? And this is the thing that really bothers me about film culture is the need to see everything, to be 
in the loop, watch all the culturally relevant movies, that I find a very destructive impulse. Yeah. And very consuming because there's so much coming out, right? Yeah. And there's so much that maybe seems important in the the moment. You can watch, I mean, there was a period of time where I was watching like 70, 80 movies a year from that year. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I think 2015, if you look on my letterbox account, <laughs> you can see like maybe 2015 or so, where I have this big chunk of like nothing garbage. I don't remember any of it, right? Of course not, because it was awful. Right? Um, but again, it very much becomes content there where you've got to stay in the loop. I mean, like, ASMR is at least interesting insofar as I went back to them, whereas most YouTube videos you watch and they completely disappear into the ether. Almost. That's true. Yeah, ASMR has that quality in a way. It's kind of like a good book or a good movie mm-hmm. where it has the quality where you can rewatch it. And it's not something that becomes boring necessarily. And it's yeah. like you uncover new sensations while you watch it over sure. and over again. Which is, I guess, the one good quality that it has. It is different. Like, it does fit into content, but it is, like, it's not exactly the same. Yeah. No, I mean, it's very intimate content. It's the same yeah. as porn. Like, yeah. people rewatch porn videos, they right? Do. Yeah. It's like a thing. I mean, also, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, erotica as well, mm-hmm. just in general. Like, I'm a huge fan of, like, Henry Miller and, like, Annie Selene and all of that. It's, like, you can reread that over and over again. Sure. Because you, like, discover new things for yourself mm-hmm. every time that you do. And I think any sort of intimate content has that quality. But do you think with ASMR it's about discovering new things or is it about returning home, returning to the womb, so to speak? Is it the the familiarity becomes part of that like pacifying experience. Do you see what I mean? As yeah. opposed to being like, I'm, I'm learning new things, I'm getting new things from it. It's actually even more part of that like- Coziness. Cozy, again, wombly experience. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I think, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Because I think one, on one hand, it's because it's still, Despite the fact that there are a lot of ASMR videos, it's still hard to find the thing that does it for you sure. as it is with it like is. erotica or yeah. porn or whatever. Yeah. It's really hard to yeah. find the thing that does it for mm-hmm. you. That's where you're going to rewatch it because you want to relive that That's experience. True. That's finding true. something that you like. But then also, yeah, it is the 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 I don't know, the effect that like rewatching things has on people where it's like provides like a comfort zone and like yeah. a cozy atmosphere. Going back to like the office and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when people, people are so obsessed with being cozy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the, I don't know, like it would be like 30 year old fucking women wearing like onesies and like, I, I don't know, drinking like, drinking wine with their girlfriends from like, I don't know. It's just Unlike like- what we're doing right yeah. now. Yeah. It's just totally different. Yeah, just totally different. <laughs> we're dressed in all black. Yeah. And we're recording this conversation and yeah, we might be drinking rosé, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's totally not what we're doing. No, but it's just like people, yeah, people crave It's cozy both us. like pathetic and sad. I, I guess most sad things are also kind of pathetic, but it's like, it speaks to something that people really like desire, right? Yeah. The fact that people like want coziness and warmth and like, they feel that that's not something that's provided maybe, or like, I, mean, of I don't know if it's not something that's provided. I mean, that is true. But also if it's something that's like pathologized as good, because like ultimately for like, people in power it's very useful for people to be pacified and comforted 
and like and, and to be able to do that for themselves you don't even need to provide material means yeah. just let them free self-care right take a bubble bath put on an <laughs> asmr get your nerves cranially examined or whatever <laughs> live in a pot eat the bugs watch the videos yeah. <laughs> chill no i mean it is yeah it's like but it's also i don't know there's there's something a, there's something kind of touching about people really desiring that kind of warmth and comfort mm-hmm. that is it's kind of like people like life is so hard right now especially yeah. with covid especially with everything being closed with not knowing when things are going to open yeah. you're just living in the constant state of confusion and anticipation oh my life is about to begin again oh mm-hmm. things are about to open and open and they close again yeah. at least here in the uk like it's been I mean, like a I never remember, ending um when the store i work at um after we opened up for a little bit like two three weeks and then it went into full lockdown again i remember that sense of doom where we were rushing we we're putting all the expensive stuffs in like a locked room yeah and there was this heavy sense of like doom and, and sadness everywhere that yeah. I think really defines that. And yeah. I remember feeling it in that moment being like, fuck, we thought we had getting things back and it was taken all away again. And yeah. right now we're in a period of feeling like we're getting stuff back. But so easily, you know. Yeah, just... New strand or whatever is discovered, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like new, yeah, new COVID drops. And then, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, it's, <laughs> Boris is just like, oh no, we're going to have to close down again. <laughs> it's just like things close down and you can't, can't do anything. It's like a never ending. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think ASMR, just like all those all those like things that play on coziness and feelings of comfort have both a good and a bad quality to them. Good in the sense that it does provide people comfort mm-hmm. and who are we to judge people for wanting comfort of in course, a world that's right? so like, I mean, here we are like sitting and talking about how we do watch ASMR. Like who are we to judge people for wanting some sort of comfort and some sort of I don't know, some sort of comfort zone in a world that's so distinctly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and alienating and atomized and terrible. But also on the same hand, it's like you are an individual and you make the decisions that define what your life is going to be. Yeah. And if you constantly keep on like cocooning yourself in this little bubble of just things that are known and comfortable to you, you're never going to, you're never mm-hmm. going to grow. And Sure, there's a whole argument that it's like, oh, the, the idea of growth and the idea of self-development is like a capitalist, you know, sure. conspiracy and like, no, actually, like, you know, people don't have to don't have to work on themselves. Like, that's all bullshit. But then at the end of the day, like, if you don't work on yourself, you're going to eventually lose everything that matters yeah. to you because things move on whether yeah. you want it or not. And you can like sit there and complain about the fact that like, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm being anti-establishment. Like I'm going to like <laughs> fucking remain a child for the next 30 years and I'm going to go to Disney and mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to rewatch the Have office. you seen these photos that just came out <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Disney reopening and people crying? <laughs> it's just intense. It's a lot to think yeah. about. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, you can remain in that bubble of the, like, you know, living as like, like living in prolonged adolescence, but things are like moving forward yeah, without life you. Life goes on. Yeah, life goes on whether you want it or not. And it's just, you can't, you one can't change the, that. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask you and I guess talk about is that, do you think ASMR is a medium that can be um, exploited in a different way? Is that like, I mean, to use an extreme example, can you make an agitprop ASMR or is the medium too explicitly 
soothing and comforting and pacifying to like make something progressive and, and not in the you know the political use of that yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Like an artistic, is there a way to make ASMR something that's like activating and engaging and interesting in a way that's that moves things on? I'm glad you asked that because I was just thinking about that the other the other day that it would be interesting to make like an ASMR horror film mm-hmm. because I think horror in a way is also very comforting to people. Yes, and a very, definitely. In a like sometimes you just need to watch a horror film. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to see someone being like you know I don't know chopped into pieces on screen. The fact that about horror it. is such a popular genre in like the mainstream really speaks to that. Right? Yeah, that people just need to see that sort of violence. I mean, it's the same as like um, like true crime and stuff. People are obsessed yeah. with murder and blood. I'm sure you could do a whole pod on the fucking true crime. There's a lot to yeah. like into that. Absolutely. And it's like, it's the same. Like, I think it would be really interesting to make a horror movie that's purely ASMR. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would be, like, I would love to watch an ASMR video of someone just, like, chopping someone into pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's Like, not to sound like a complete creep. Like, I mean, <laughs> not in real life, obviously. Like, I'm not encouraging anyone here. But, like, just... Snuff ASMR. Yeah, like, snuff ASMR. I mean, yeah, like, playing the whole porn thing. But it's just, like, I think there would be something interesting about watching, like, a, I don't know, like, a soothing video of someone being murdered. Yeah. Think that you can play on the contradiction of that like form. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. And I think also that because we're so alienated from our animal instincts, all of that, blah, 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 that horror and gore especially kind of returns us back to <laughs> return, <laughs> returns us back to like, um, like the primitive state mm-hmm. of like terror and, you know, fear and anger and like, violence and emotions and stuff and because we're so alienated from that seeing that on screen is literally like the most comforting thing yeah because you're like oh okay like that's actually that's actually real um but yeah one one thought that just came into my head while she was saying that is i wonder again during the porn asmr comparison that we've like gone on about (laughs) yeah i wonder if there'll become a point where like lo-fi asmr becomes popular because you know the way that porn has the whole homemade category yeah it's almost i think more popular than the like glossy you know porn star Especially now with like digital and stuff. Yeah. Like porn is so fucking ugly. Oh, it's so repulsive. I mean the way it's lit is like Yeah. There's nothing erotic about that. Absolutely like it's not. like it's like medical, right? It's like yeah. watching like a medical exam. Yeah, it's like something it's like fucking exists. Understanding the contours of the I just want it in my mouth to not think about the anatomy being like fisted or whatever, like all that shit. It's like, it's just so, yeah, it's anatomical. So I wonder if the same thing will happen to ASMR at a point where it reaches a point that it becomes too constructed and too clean that people will want something a bit more rough. I mean, we can provide that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're providing it right here. I don't, I don't if, know if you can actually hear that. If doesn't work, you can be like bad ASMR. Just me like hours and hours of me whispering yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no. no. I think it will, yeah. It makes sense, right? Yeah, because also a, conclusion. a lot of ASMR videos are 
really ugly as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one YouTuber who does ASMR. I don't remember her name. Gibby, Gibby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she's really pretty, but like the way she's always dressed and like mm-hmm. the lighting in her videos just make me want. It just makes me want to go like, honey, you just like you need to you need to, you need to do something yeah. about this. Like it's just. I mean, I don't know. I, I think my biggest like pet peeve of all times is when really beautiful people are like put in really ugly ugly situations in the sense that not like you know bad situations but like ugly they make them appear ugly so like when a really beautiful person is put in like ugly lighting Mm -hmm. i'm like no (laughs) don't don't do that like i think like jurgen teller and whatever like that's a different version of it or like nan golden like it's just like rough and like gritty and stuff but when it's like truly ugly lighting and when it's like really truly ugly clothing Mm -hmm. i'm just like no (laughs) what do you think of the whole like um, cosplay element of it. Have you seen much of this? Yeah, I've seen some of it. Like, I saw one that was like, what was that fucking video game that came out last year? Fallout? That's a video game. No. <laughs> that came out last year. Tell me Blade Runner? I don't That's know. not a video game. I, I don't know. No, I, don't, I know it's a movie, but I thought there was a video game as well. I don't know. Like, it's some like some like sci-fi video game that came out last year. And I remember, like, I was, like, researching it because I had, like, a theory about, like, video games and, like, um, uh, like, I wanted to, like, make, like, a Twitter thread about it. Like, video games and like a sense of disconnection from our own bodies mm-hmm. in the way that like that video games and stuff helps us feel embodied. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like just watching a bunch of videos about video games. And then I came across like, um, because ASMR is something I watched, like ASMR videos were suggested to me. And it was like an ASMR of like a character in that video game doing like a, an exam on you, like checking if you were like a <laughs> robot or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I watched it. It was just so... It was soothing, sure. But then also, again, it felt very shameful to mm-hmm. be watching it. Even more shameful than all of the other stuff because it's like it's like, like a furry convention, you know? Like you don't you don't, you don't want to be associated with that. Yeah. I wonder if there's like furry ASMR. Like, I mean there is. There is. That, I mean I don't know personally. <laughs> I don't know personally. I'd like to repeat that. Do you wanna tell us something? Um, but there must be. I mean the furry community are uh, everywhere. <laughs> They're insane. They're everywhere. There's 100%. I've never seen it. Yeah. I swear. Okay. You've said this a lot of times now. I'm getting a bit um, concerned. Uh, but it must be, right? Yeah. I wonder be. if those are like, is that just a cultural cross point where these two things meet? Or is there something implicit? Because a lot of ASMR is role playing, like the doctor stuff. Yeah. I wonder if those two things are more deeply connected. I don't know. I'm literally just throwing thoughts out there. Um, I mean... We might have to Google that after, just just to like just spend to, an evening like, watching very ASMR. Yeah. I know, absolutely. Oh, we're we're gonna have to see. Yeah. Um, anyway, 